This is Dave Chang. And Chris Ying. We are the hosts of Recipe Club. You may have listened to it before, but we are now back on the air, new and improved, with the same hosts that lose every week. I still don't know what the rules are because they've changed as well. Chris, can you give a quick rundown? Every week, we debate the best way to cook the things you want to eat. We take a user, listener, submitted recipe, and we all cook it with our friends, Priya Krishna, Rachel Kong, Brian Ford, and John DeBerry. And then we talk about what went right and what went wrong. No, I actually really don't want to do this podcast. (laughs) And they are hardly our friends. They are enemies. They are enemies. It's Dave's civil disobedience. If you want to see Dave Chang in an act of civil disobedience, tune into Recipe Club where he will not follow the recipe. I'm contractually obligated (laughs) to make this podcast. (laughs) But I'm here to have a good time. So listen to Recipe Club every week on the Ringer Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Experience the thrilling burst of delicious cherry flavor with the crisp and refreshing Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in zero sugar, diet, and mini cans. Pepsi Wild Cherry is the perfect way to indulge your wild side. From a Friday night binge watch to a raucous evening of pizza and sweatpants with your friends. Pepsi Wild Cherry lets everyone get wild their way. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from UGG. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. UGG has you covered. For your next spring adventure, shop the Golden Collection at UGG.com. Circle, enter group chat. Welcome to the Ringer Reality TV podcast and to our brand new show, Netflix and Spill, which will be exclusively about Netflix's ridiculous slate of reality TV content. We'll be talking everything from Selling Sunset to Love is Blind to The Ultimatum. Everything in the Lachey Extended Universe. But today, I, Jomi Adeneron, Ringer Social Coordinator, am here with Jody Walker to talk about the first four episodes of Season 4 of The Circle. We'll be recapping each drop on Sundays through to the finale here on the Ringer Reality TV Podcast. Jody! What's going on? Jomi, I'm so excited to talk about The Circle with you. Even more excited that we have now our own dedicated Netflix and Spill portion of uh, the Ringer Reality Podcast. Netflix has, you know, an extremely fascinating swath of reality programming that deserves some attention. And we did it. We're out here. We are here we're going to be here every Sunday recapping the four episode drops that Netflix gives us on Wednesdays. And we might have some interviews, some special conversations dropped throughout those four weeks. So let's get into it. Are you ready? I'm ready. And Jomi, I think that we just need to get the elephant in the room out of the way, which is that our names rhyme. It's, uh, yeah, so you can yeah. alternatively call this the Jomi and Jody show, talking about the circle. <laughs> and if I went on the circle, I do want you to know that I would catfish everyone as you. 
And it'd be as really me? easy for yeah, I'd go in as you, and it'd be really easy for me to keep up with because our names are so similar, <laughs> and because you're so fun. I don't think I could. I I'm not a catfish person. It it'd be too hard for me. It'd be way too difficult. I think I just go to myself so yeah, I don't have you any got a great external personality. You don't need to catfish. That's oh, the point. Well. <laughs> Thank you. That means a lot. Let's get into it. Circle, take me to the group chat. <laughs> All right, Joey, let's, let's just dive right in. What were your quick initial thoughts? Who did you love? What did you think for the first four episodes? So I need to get out of the way first that Jomi here is our circle expert. He has been with this show from the beginning. I'm a circle novice. I decided I'm going to jump in at season four and see what this is all about. And I knew that it was a show kind of about like the influencing scene or like, you know, kind of like based on social media, all of the conversation is done through chat. You don't see anyone. You can catfish people. I knew all of that. And yet somehow I could not possibly have expected what I was presented with on The Circle season four. I am a reality TV expert uh, in a lot of regards. I've covered The Housewives and The Bachelor for years. I watch a lot of reality TV, but this is so different from so many other reality shows. I think it's really interesting. We talked about this a little offline. This show is based on these people's personalities that's kind of really unusual for reality TV, especially for competitive reality TV. When you watch something like The Bachelor or even like Survivor, you're kind of hoping to find glimpses of someone's personality and it presents itself over the course of the season. And right here in this show, in The Circle, they're like asked to come in, describe their personality, and then they're asked (laughs) to show it to everyone. And so like I find really interesting the extreme dissonance at times between who is able to really portray their personality as it is and who is like completely incapable of doing that. And then I'm constantly wondering what I would be like because also the dissonance between the way that you speak and the way that you text is really interesting. (laughs) As a writer, the fact that they have to do all of their communication through writing is so bizarre. And a lot of people write really differently than they they speak. And I'm, I'm finding that how that affects like who which of these these players I like. So let's get into that. Why don't why don't you hit me first, Jomi? Who who are your some of your favorites? Off the jump, Frank, like we was one of the first people that they showed this season. I was like, I love this dude. He just He's has a star. great energy, you know, somebody who like definitely wants to win, but is just such a such a, such a homie, such a like a friend. So I was like, I'm rocking with Frank. Brew, Brew is cool. Like I, you know, I didn't think I would like him so much. Right. But he's he, he's the homie. Dude's got what four point one million followers on TikTok, but he seems real like he seems real chill. You know, so that's wild. I mean, he's famous. That's like I didn't know him because I'm not a huge TikTok person. But like yeah. that's fame. He's famous. Little did I know, even more famous people would come onto our screens. But we'll get to that later. But that's yeah, that's wild that they like got him and that he was willing to do it. I guess. And that's what I was, that was my my last person, Jared. Oh, oh. Jared. <laughs> we will talk about him later, but far and away, one of the favorite people I've ever met in the I circle. I didn't even like consider that he could be in our rankings. That's, he's so <laughs> VIP. He's so great. <laughs> what about you? Who are your favorites through the first four yeah, episodes? Yeah, obviously, I think, I think Frank 
is a star. Like, where did they find him? And he is someone who, like I was referencing before, he... He comes across in every medium, I have to believe. He jumps off the TV screen. He jumps through the circle screen. I'm sure he's great in real life. His personality is so consistent. And he has this very, um, this way of speaking that is so specific to him that I feel like he's someone that you feel like you'd get to know really easily. And I I think that's obviously why he's been really popular. Interestingly, Mm -hmm. John, who is catfishing, has kind of a similar thing. He's acting like his mom, but he he uses certain language repeatedly, I think, that makes you, at least at the beginning, really feel like you're getting to know Carol, yeah. who he's playing. Um, so I actually really like him. I was expecting not to like that. I thought it was going to be really <laughs> weird that he was catfishing as his mom. But he, he actually, in the way that he is catfishing, and we'll get to a different parent catfish in a minute. Yeah, we but will. He, it's it's like he's honoring his mom. You can tell how much he loves her and how special she is to him and how deeply he knows and understands her, at least in the first few episodes. That really helps him get far with people really believing that this is the real person. I also want to shout out my girl, Yu Ling. I feel like she is not getting enough credit as like a cool person. Obviously, she looks really cool. I think maybe people had certain expectations for her because of the way that she dresses and does her makeup and how clearly creative she is. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was interesting how some people said that, you know, she came out really hot and then she kind of came back. I relate to that a little bit as a sort of outrageous person that sometimes you go in really hot and then and then you're like, oh no, I'm too much. I need to dial it back. And so it's interesting watching that pendulum swing with her, but I really like her. I think she's really funny. And that's yeah. that's what's been fun about this as a reality show. It's always fun to watch reality TV, but it's very unusual to LOL at reality TV. And I find myself laughing at this show a lot. And part of that is that some of these people are really funny. It's It's been great, these first four episodes, because normally we usually have like some drama, like some tiff. In season two... It was Terry Leisha and Savannah, and that was like a huge thing. And then l- last season, there was the fake Michelle, blue Michelle, orange Michelle thing that really rocked the circle. But for these four episodes, it's just been real chill. Everybody's just been getting along, vibes. You know, it's honestly been, it's been great and refreshing. It's nice, right? It's wild. You told me that off air that this is kind of an unusual season. And it's like, I can't even imagine how you would get yourself into a tiff within the first two episodes because mm-hmm. these are the people that I'm watching in this season. Of course, people get into like online and social media tiffs all the time. So <laughs> I guess that's how it works. Like if you're a combative person online, you're going to be a combative person in the circle chat maybe. Yeah, yeah. But I noticed in these first four episodes, especially in the first three episodes Mm -hmm. that people were just constantly going, oh, that's so cute. (laughs) And they they honestly seemed genuine about it. They're like, oh, he's so sweet. Like they they really seem enamored with each other and to and to sort of see the best in each other. That that tide has certainly started to turn, I think. And the complete chaos agent that comes with the reveal in episode four is certainly so showing some new sides of people. But maybe on that note, who are some of your lesser favorites, maybe? Oh, boy. <laughs> I got to be honest, man. Paul wasn't doing it for your boy. 
I wasn't. No. I wasn't really. I wasn't feeling it from the jump. I know. I know. She talks about how you know her looks like when whenever she's somewhere, people already think like, "Oh, she's me." Whatever. But it wasn't that. It was. She didn't know what a memoir was. <laughs> You're like, That's, I swear, I swear I'm not judging how you look. I swear I'm judging you for your vocabulary. And, I know it's cool. Like, you know, like wh- whatever works for you. Like, I'm not really, you know, I come here to watch, you know, good reality TV. Just not really mad at them. When you come in here, you're like, so what's the title of your memoir? I don't know what a memoir is. Like. Uh, okay, what? but you have to admit that her not knowing what a memoir is is incredible reality TV. <laughs> but you're supposed to be like a 56-year-old man. <laughs> I know. It's how you work around it. And so I think I think most people could universally agree, unfortunately, that Parker was a solid number seven in the rankings for yeah. the audience and for the players. Because in contrast to Mama Carol and her portrayer, John, Mm -hmm. this girl does not even, I mean, it doesn't seem like she's met her dad. I don't just think, (laughs) I think she's catfishing us that that even is her dad. (laughs) Really? I won't, I haven't looked at her Instagram, but I won't put this to bed until I see them in a photo together, like holding up a newspaper with the date on it. That man looks like he is from a Sears catalog. Oh my goodness. Jody needs answers. She needs answers. I I got conspiracy theories and I need answers. So (laughs) I just think it was, I understood where she was coming from with feeling like she needed a catfish and like she is judged for the way she looks or, or, you know, whatever it is about the way that she portrays herself, she feels judged for. But you, you either have to know the person that you're going in as really well, or you have to come up with a story that you understand really deeply. And she did neither of those things. She (laughs) kind of didn't even pretend to do either of those things. And that she could not use enough context clues to figure out what a memoir was, was a really tough look. And later she tells John when she, spoiler alert, leaves the circle that she didn't know who Rod Stewart was, who was Mama Carol's favorite singer. Uh, and she said, I don't even know any old singers. Sis, use Google before you come <laughs> on national television. You know Netflix is going to air you out. Like I said, no no thoughts this season, just vibes. <laughs> no I did, thoughts, just vibes. <laughs> just, I thought it was interesting. You mentioned, because we had her go in as her dad, but we also had John go in as his mom, Carol. Right. And he so far so good for him. Like yeah. he is moving through. People don't really suspect catfish. He's playing a great game so far. He is. I would say like the you know people are starting to get suspicious, but a lot of the things that are making people suspicious seem totally out of his control, you know, because people are suspicious of folks who aren't catfishing. And so yeah. that's just there's going to be that like pandemonium of of guessing who's doing what. And so there is some suspicion around him. Everything that's been in his control, which is the way that he talks and the way that he texts, he's done really well at. The cake thing was a really interesting curveball because, you you know, I've been really impressed with him to that moment and how he'd been catfishing. But there are, I appreciate about the game and about like the, extremely wild producers at Netflix that they they bring in a couple of things that like can't be controlled by how good you are at strategy or how good you are at pretending to be your mom, a you know, normal thing to be good at. But 
Also, I thought his cake looked fine. Here's the thing, right? Like okay. the, um, for the cake, it that was tough. I think that because you know he he tried to be like, I said I was. I never said I was a good decorator. I said I was a good baker. You know, people are just suspicious, like off the rip. But in season two, okay. somebody went in as Emily. A guy named Jack went in as a girl named Emily, uh-huh. and s- through seven episodes was great. But then there was a makeup challenge. <gasps> And he did they do got, makeup on got, another person on a, on a mannequin on a mannequin? Okay, that seems kind of hard in general as someone who dabbles in makeup. But <laughs> and he got oh. got, and they were like, "That doesn't look like you know something Emily would do," you know. And then it was just it was a wrap after that. You do know? you think that he had off screen been like rude to a producer, and they were like, "Let me tell you what you're not going to do: win the circle." <laughs> I hope not. That would be terrible. I just think it was. It's just like the cake thing. They'll they'll do something, and you'll be like, and that's a part of hard part of going as a catfish, right? Because even if you have like the mental knowledge of things, there's like they might throw in a little physical challenge at you that'll let you be like, uh oh, I didn't come. I didn't. I didn't bake cakes in my mom's kitchen for six weeks getting ready. You know. <laughs> Is when right. he's taking notes about his mom and what she likes, he wasn't like decorating cakes or whatever. Or in season two, Jack wasn't doing makeup lessons with Emily trying to trying to learn. It's part of the game, you know, like yeah. you might get got. You might get got. And I find that part of the game, the catfish part, that is so unique to the circle. I'm very curious about the chicken and the egg of the conception of this show. Like, What came first? What if we made a reality TV show out of Catfish? Or like they're coming up with a reality TV show about sort of like social media and how to turn that into something. And then they're like, oh, what if some people were Catfish? Because at times I'm like, why would anyone be a catfish, it's so hard to do. But then the sort of like fundamentally sad thing about it is that the people who are going in as catfish are like, I know that my who I am is not going to win this show. So I'm going to have to be someone else, which is is sort of like a dark undertone, but it's interesting. <laughs> it's an interesting strategy, right? Like, I don't think me, myself can, can handle this, right? But someone else who is not right. me, who can put up a better front, a better story could could do the do the job. And like I said in the beginning, that's not me. I don't have the confidence for that. I I, I, I think I could only go in as myself because if I try to be anybody else, I would fail miserably. Just wholesale. I'm just being speaking the truth. All right. So joining, I think you do great as yourself. I don't. I don't. Mm, well, maybe we'll see. Only one way to find out. Season five. Hey, let's producers. I'm right here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just hit your boy up. <laughs> joining Frank. Yulin and John on their first day was Krissa, Brew, and Alyssa. I enjoyed Krissa. I was like, okay, hoops, glow trotters. All right, oh, I'm here. And and we spoke about Brew. Incredibly earlier. cool. I honestly had forgotten that was her job or her former job. But former job, yeah, yeah, former job. But that's great. That I I had actually forgotten that within the four episodes. They all have really <laughs> interesting jobs. <laughs> but that is that is really something. Yeah, no, I mean, and something, this is something Sasha, shout out Sasha, our producer, talked about, was there's a lot of a lot of people out here, you know, from from different walks of life. A lot of, you know, not to say like the influencer seasons, you know, but we're, you know, a lot of people who know how to handle themselves in, uh, in right. public spaces. 
Right. A lot of, I think Yu Ling is a, is a social media manager. Yep. Uh, Brew is a, you know, huge TikTok huge. star. John is in communications. And I don't know if that, you know, personally, I didn't, that is just, I expected that from the circle because, you know, that's the skill, right? Is it's yeah. like you go on Survivor if you have certain skills and you go on the circle if you have certain skills. And that that's like what kept coming up to me over the course of these first four episodes is that this is like Survivor for social media. It's even like set up like Survivor, you know, like voting someone out every once in a while and and like making all these little alliances, but like not out loud saying that you're making alliances, just kind of ending every like three-person chat with a hashtag that could be your alliance name if you want it to be. Yeah, so I just like assumed that people who want to be on the circle would sort of be these like influencer social media types. But then also sometimes they're like paranormal researchers. So <laughs> more on that later. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we will get to that. It's actually funny. Homegirl brought witch oil to the circle. <laughs> who could have seen that coming? Not me. <laughs> it's actually funny you brought up Survivor. I know I could last on the circle. I would never last a second on Survivor. I'm going Why not? I'm, I would get too hungry. Yeah. I need to snack. There's got to be food within reach. Like, okay, I'm sorry. Okay, which actually brings us to something that I want to talk yes, about. Yes, yes, you did mention this, yes. I want to know, every, the, honestly, the only thing I want to know about the circle and what's going on is what they're eating all the time, how they're eating, how they're getting their food, and do they have to cook all of their meals? Because like, see, see, I think I could do Survivor in many ways. I couldn't do the circle if I had to make all three meals for myself a day. That's just not something I can do. In fact, very soon on TheRinger.com, you can read an article about my recent uh, experience with cooking. So check that out uh, this week. But like that would be that would be kind of the most stressful confining thing. And they they always seem to be eating. I don't know if they always give them, I don't know if the circle always comes up at sort of meal times, but it just seems like everyone's always eating. Right. Either they're playing <laughs> like the Rubik's Cube or Brew is like basically eating a cake that he made. <laughs> okay. So let's quickly talk about the most unusual things that we've seen them eat. You mentioned this like. It's a, it kind of just looks like a whole sheet cake in a circle. At first, I thought it was a pancake, but our producer Sasha said it looked like he was spreading icing on it. So, <laughs> Brew, I, and Brew, <laughs> Brew is also always cooking like four whole chicken breasts, which he is like a really big guy. So, I'm sure that that takes a lot to sustain. Yeah. Um, probably my favorite thing I've seen someone eating is Yu Ling was eating, it looked like flaming hot Cheetos with chopsticks, which is like a pro move to not get the dust on your fingers. Although mm -hmm. I do think there's like a certain pride in that. She also, I, I think, has like quite wild nails. So that's probably impossible to, Just to, work. to eat. Yeah. But I really loved that. Yeah, it was great. So everybody gets in and we have our first ratings. You'll never guess who came in last. Oh. It was our it was our guy Paul. Six was Yulin. Five was Brew. Alyssa came in fourth. Krissa came in third. And our two influencers at the top were Carol number two and at number one, our boy Frank. Were you shocked that this is how that went down? I 
was not. Okay, I'll tell you what I wasn't shocked by, the bottom and the low. I think, like, Paul, whether she was doing a good job portraying her dad or not, he was just coming off as a total bore or he was coming off as really suspicious. And so, like, neither of those things are going to go great. Didn't know what the memoir was. Yep. Has set nudes, but also never skipped a day of work? Never skipped a day of work? That is Gage. problematic behavior. <laughs> please, Ringer, please turn off your ears. <laughs> I suddenly, like, just had the realization that I'm at work. But, I mean, what? let me tell you what I'm gonna do. It's, like, occasionally... I mean, when, I guess once you're at a, at a like, a real job, or, or not a real, but it depends on the kind of work it is. But I'm just thinking, like, let's even say in college, like, if there was an attendance allowance, I was using every day. And Paul doesn't have to be me. Maybe I have a problem is something that I'm realizing. But, like, you're going to skip a day of work when you're a young person. I think that's kind of what where she got in her head. Is she was so busy thinking about being an older person that she wasn't, like, representing herself as a human. Because, yeah. like, you know, when you're working at, let's say, like, an hourly job or, or just something like that, you're going to occasionally need to skip some work or at least lie about it. Um, and then the top were Frank and Mama Carol. And I think at least for those first few episodes, that was, like... That was what I expected. I think everyone loved Frank really quickly. He, like I said earlier, he comes off the screen. Like, even in his pictures, he seemed really fun. He was really warm and welcoming to people. And he, just from a from a game perspective, he seems like someone who both naturally has a good personality and is good at strategizing. Like, yeah. he he seems to get it both and not, um, and not get two in his head about it. And then Mama Carol was, yeah, just, she also was really warm and welcoming at the beginning and people seemed to really respond to that. No, you mentioned that you like Krissa and I was really surprised to see her at number three. I really? did not, yeah, I didn't dislike her at all. But what I'm always thinking about is what I'm seeing versus what the players are seeing. Mm -hmm. So, like, I like her a lot because I'm seeing her be funny and, like, dance around her room and stuff, but it's kind of hard for me to get an understanding sometimes of, like, how their texts are coming across and how they're... But I will say that once I saw her in the chat, the three-way chat with Frank and Jared, <laughs> then... <laughs> I, I really liked her and, like, got it and maybe yeah. saw what other people were seeing. But that early, I was a little surprised that she was high. And then I think Brew made sense in the middle. And I was just sad to see Yuling low because I like her. But I think part of it, because that was very early on. And so yeah. even though you talk to people, you don't really get to know them. So you're just going off what you see on the profile and, like, right. their looks. And Yuling and Brew definitely give off, like, are uh, these a big time, you know, influencers? They're bright, you know. They might they might not be real authentic. Let's push them a little right. to the side, you know. Yeah. And that was the process because you know after four episodes, I'm sure at least I know for me, Brew and New Link have definitely gone up in my in my personal. And so it's just you know from from getting to like just just meeting them, I understand versus later on. They probably rank yeah, a lot and it at one point during one of those quizzes, that one of the questions was, "Have you ever been on a red carpet?" And Yuling said no, and people found that really suspicious because yeah. she seems like she'd be on a red carpet. She's so fabulous. But. Exactly. Yeah, and so part of Frank being the number one influencer was that he got to choose somebody to enter the circle. 
But what he didn't know <laughs> is that no matter who he picked, he ended up picking Jared. It would be Mel B and Emma from the Spice Girls as Catfish. Woo! Jomi, could, <laughs> could you believe it? An unbelievable twist. Yeah, it's great. If they go undetected as Catfish, they'll add 50K to the winner's earnings. Jody, you got to level with me. What's your background with the Spice Girls? Oh, I'm Rachel. I'm Yu Ling. Like, I'm losing my mind if I hear the Spice Girls are there. I'm like the perfect age to have been like a little kid fan of theirs. I was obsessed with their music. I'm still obsessed with them now. I'm much more obsessed with them having watched them on this show. I mean, they come off as so fun, so funny. They... Emma and Mel have such a fun dynamic. Like they're clearly so different. Yeah. Emma in when Emma is writing a message, it's always kind of like sweet and straightforward. And then Mel just comes in like kamikazeing it. Like, <laughs> what if we said we wrote about poo? Like it it's so funny, their dynamic. And it's fun to get to watch them. It's fun to get to watch anyone on this show speak mm. to another human. Uh, so that's <laughs> that's like a fun dynamic. But yeah, I would be losing my mind, which we'll get to later when they actually, you know, find this information out. But I I could not believe this twist. And, you know, like I've said, I haven't watched the earlier seasons, but even watching them come in, I could just tell that this was something that had never happened before. And they're so famous. I know that they do reality TV. It just feels different to see them in this context where they're themselves competing. And like you said, they're competing to earn the players more money, which I think is really sweet. And well, I did assume in the beginning that they would be competing like the whole way through to win. And if they won, then a, like, a you know, charity would, would get the money is usually yeah. how celebrity appearances work. So it was like kind of a funny twist that, but it, it makes it really endearing that they're like, oh my gosh, we have to do a good job because we want these people to get this money. It's It's very endearing. And do a good job they do. I honestly think they have played one of the best circle games that I've seen. <gasps> wow. I really do. I really do. We'll okay, get... hit me with like some of their best moves. What have you been most impressed by? Okay, so them uh, putting putting the blame on, on Alyssa, right? Because in her hashtag, it says small and spicy. How, and what a weird coincidence. What a weird coincidence. But for them to attack that and yeah. be like, oh, if you're looking for the Spice Girls, hey, listen, she's got <laughs> spicy in her in her bio, you know. And in her bio, it says she likes scary movies. And so the word scary is there. And when they present it as Jarrett, they they message someone and they're like, and it says she likes in quotation, scary movies. And then they're like, oh, put in parenthesis, she's one of them. Because that will seem like not a big fan, but I thought that was really good use of language. And then them using, talking to Rachel, right? And being like, oh man, I, I'm i not a big fan. My, my older sister is, so if I know something, uh, it's because of her. Yeah. And then, then, and then them getting the question wrong, which yeah. e- it easily could have been like, you know, they... No, of course they know the Spice Girls. They are the Spice Girls. Right. But for them to sell on that question, instead of going Spice World, 
Spring Spice Girls, the movie. It was funny. So what we're talking about is this Spice Girls quiz that all of the contestants have to take. And the questions yeah. are assigned. Mm-hmm. So you don't like see at the end who gets the most right. Each player gets one question. And these questions, as a Spice Girls fan, are really hard. And like you see that <laughs> Yuling, who knows like a totally random lyric to one of their songs, she she gets the question wrong. Rachel's like a huge fan of the Spice huge. Girls. Huge. Huge. Like she's, she just starts. So they have this 90s party where they play a Spice Girls song for them to dance to. That's really fun. And then Rachel just organically in the circle chat afterwards brings up that like she went to a Spice Girls concert when she was a kid. She's talking about the Spice Girls so much before she even knows that they're involved in this. What, what are the odds? What are the odds? That's such a, and it's, it's such a lucky draw that they pounced on. They're like, oh, Everybody, you know, she's a big fan. Let's cuddle up to her. Let's talk to her. And then once the bomb drops, they're just like, oh, okay. Everybody knows we're in here. But Rachel's been talking about the Spice Girls long before they right. we they knew we were they were in the circle. It's just so, like yeah. part luck, part just like actual talent of just being like, we're gonna lie to these people. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I find money. that to be an, a, a, a through line of a lot of these Netflix shows is that a lot of the best drama comes from this, what seems like very organic combination of luck and casting. And I think that a lot of the Netflix uh, reality shows are like pretty cursed in theory. I mean, they're just like, they're so weird, like Love is Blind and Ultimatum. They have these really strange high concept themes, but I'm so impressed always with like the casting and how the storylines play out. And I mean, this, this Spice Girls thing. So the, the bomb that, that Jomi is referring to that drops is that everyone finds out that one of these players are the Spice Girls. Dun, dun, I cannot, dun, 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 except whatever the sort of happy version of dun, dun, dun is. Like, <laughs> I can't imagine receiving this information. So I will say that like a lot of the women are really excited and then also scared. I thought it was so funny how like Yuling and Rachel were using a lot of their chats where they're trying to figure out who the Spice Girls are to also sort of like pepper in some apologies for getting their questions wrong. They're like, okay, if who I'm talking to are the Spice Girls, then I want to make sure to like represent that I'm a fan. Whereas a lot of the guys are just sent into like a tailspin of everyone's in a tailspin. They're, They're losing it. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Experience the thrilling burst of delicious cherry flavor with the crisp and refreshing Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in zero sugar, diet, and mini cans. Pepsi Wild Cherry is the perfect way to indulge your wild side. From a Friday night binge watch to a raucous evening of pizza and sweatpants with your friends. Pepsi Wild Cherry lets everyone get wild their way. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and empower what's next. Start today at empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. 
Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Au contraire, you're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from UGG. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. UGG has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the golden collection at UGG.com. We haven't mentioned him, but Alex, who, a.k.a. Nathan, right? He wants to play someone younger, you know, who, frat boy, who definitely would not know who the Spice Girls are. But he knows who the Spice Girls are. So now he's in a little bit of a, like, a ah, you know, do I do I speak on this stuff? Because me, as Nathan knows who the Spice Girls are, but Alex has no idea. Just not even a clue who they would be. Alex says Nathan is a really funny one to me. We've we've just met him. He comes in in what? Episode three or episode four. Three. Yeah. Episode three. And then so we really get to know him in four. And he's someone who says at the beginning, and I generally think that this is like a kiss of death, at least on shows like the Survi- uh, like Survivor, is he's like, I'm a strategist. He's like, I might not have maybe the personality to be like immediately well-liked in this situation, but I'm great at strategy. And he says that there's a formula to being popular. And that might be true, but you know who probably can't pull it off? Someone who thinks there's a formula to being popular. I don't mean, I don't mean to be too hard on Nathan, who's like really not that terrible, except that he's not very good at this so far, it seems like. Like he's, he hasn't done a great job. And Jomi, let me ask you a pretty pointed question. Oh boy. If you are catfishing yep. and the point of the catfish is to come into a situation where you will be liked, yield a lot of influence and immediately make a good impression. Would you choose to be a young, fratty party guy? I'm going to go with... What's the strategy there from strategy expert Nathan? I'm going to go with no. You're going to say no? That's not what I would do, personally. No, let me ask you this. Mm. What if the frat guy had a mullet? Oh, okay. Is is that a a different situation? A mullet changes things, right? The party in the front is business in the front, party in the back. You understand what I'm saying? That's a whole Uh, thing. Right. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I want to be seen as a party guy, but I'm just going to give this little tip of the mullet to business. <laughs> I'm just going to just show him I got a little bit going on upstairs, literally. Yeah, I will not say the, this. Not the smartest thing. Not the smartest decision. A weird decision. A yeah. weird decision. As a ginger myself, uh, this is not a visual medium, but I do have red hair. I was surprised and pleased to see that he chose a ginger frat boy because I just... A, li- a lightly ginger. We might call this guy Nathan a daywalker in his photos, but I was, <laughs> I was, I was happy to see that. That was a surprise. Uh, I'll, it was I'll good. Take this representation where I can get it uh, from Nathan. I guess. <laughs> of course, of course. I uh, yeah. I'm curious, and I I was thinking this. Uh, Sasha has has shouted out. Where do they find these catfish people? Because this is the first this is the first time I've thought it in this season because with Parker and with John, they use their parents. So obviously they have tons of access to photos and stuff. But like, did surely he did, but did this guy who Alex is pretending is Nathan, did he like give a release for them to use his photos? Are 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 Max and Nev about to show up and be like, you're catfishing with these photos? We have done a reverse image search. This is not allowed. Where do they get these people? I'm sure the circle has access to stock footage, you know? 
He's probably a producer. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. I'm sure they have, they have Google images. I'm Guy sorry, you mullet. think that those pictures of that young man in the mullet are like are like B-roll? You think those yeah. are like stock yeah. stock Getty photos? Yeah, you go to get you go to Getty image. I gotta get me, I can find uh-uh. some right those, now. Those were yoinked from like a UGA <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> those are not legal. Some some dude out in out in out in North Florida is like, hey man, does that does that look familiar? Wait, you, wait a second. You know That's this dude? my mullet. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that dude in your economics class, bro? That's great. So a funny thing that happens along the way is that Yuling finds herself in two throuples. Love right? that for her. Which, by the way, shout out to the politician on Netflix, was not a word that I ever heard before. But Thruple? now, throuple, not a word I ever heard before. But now in almost every every medium, I'm here. Oh, that's a it. I cannot escape it. She finds herself in the first one with Alyssa and Brew, and then later with Jared and Rachel. What do you think about Yu Ling finding herself in not one, but two throuples? It's interesting, right? Because like these throuples present themselves because one person has the wherewithal to reach out to a few people and say, let's start a little chat and just see what gets going. And I don't have um, the experience. I am not the circle historian that Jomi is, but I assume that this is how alliances get formed is by breaking out into these smaller chats. And so like you noting that that Yuling is now in two throuples makes me wonder, are people reaching out to her more? Like, are they seeing her as someone that they can kind of sway to their side? I do wonder also thinking about in sort of like survivor terms, is she being seen as someone sort of like a goat, like a bit of protection to take towards the end if if because we know in the ranking she came in sort of towards the middle. But I guess like the alliance of Alyssa, Yuling, and Brew, those are all sort of middle players. So maybe that's like a safe ground for them to work in. I liked that trio. I liked that team up of these sort of like young feels like probably sort of pop culturally savvy sort of people. And they all seem to come out of their shell a little bit with each other. Yuling, Rachel, and Jarrett was a very funny scenario because we know that they're talking to the Spice Girls. And to that point, I felt like Jarrett had, as the Spice Girls, had been being sort of outrageous. Like, <laughs> because you've got, you've got Mel there. Like, she's going to be saying some crazy stuff. Yeah. And so she was, you know, they were being really quirky. It was interesting when they found themselves with two people like Yuling and Rachel, who are quite quirky themselves. They seem to sort of clam up. And you talked about the things that the Spice Girls have done really well. A few things that I think they've struggled with. One is that because they're together, they're talking a lot and that people have clearly noted that it's taking them a really long time to respond. Yeah. And that's like interesting that people were seeing that over and over. And I don't know if it's, they didn't seem to find it suspicious. They more seem to find it annoying, but I worry that that would be sort of my downfall in this situation because I'm not great with like a rapid text. It's something about being a writer, I think, that I I do put a lot of thought into my words, whereas I clearly put no thought into what I'm saying out loud. That, like, <laughs> I was talking about skipping work what? right here on the Ringer Podcast Network. <laughs> but I would not write that down on my internet footprint. Of course and not. Of course so um, so that that's funny. And then the other thing is that, like, and I think I heard Sasha mentioning this, that they didn't come up with a 
hard, firm idea of the kind of children's book writer they are was absurd because, like, they're being asked that question over and over. And I thought that was a little suspicious. But there in that chat with Yuling and Rachel, they seem to sort of clam up. And Yuling and Rachel are both like, especially Rachel, who I like. She is another, like, I love a funny girl. Like, I love yeah. a funny woman. And Yuling and Rachel are funny. I, it's, I, I wonder if it doesn't always come across that well, but Rachel strikes me as really witty. She's also got some bite to her in this very positive cast, like we talked about. Like, this has been a very drama-free season so far. She's been pretty quick to say, like, who she doesn't like, who she's not impressed with. And one of those people was Jared. She didn't, she wasn't impressed. No. Not from not not, not from, from that the chat. jump. Not from the not from that chat from the jump. Mm-mm. She was one of the first people who was like, "Is this the Spice Girls? Like, is Jared the Spice Girl?" You know, she had she had she had the eyes open. It's that it's that third you know witch vision. You know what I'm saying? It's oh, she's got her third eye open. She's got Jomi. her third eye open. You know, that's actually interesting because it brings us to the the cliffhanger of this four episodes, right? So. Mm-hmm. Everyone is trying to figure out who the catfish profile is, right? Every Spice Girls, like we said, have put their suspicion on Alyssa because it says it's like it's Sp- even funny to just hear you say while we're here talking about the circle, the Spice Girls put their suspicion. <laughs> it was so funny hearing people say it throughout too. Like at, at one point, someone's like, "Man, I did not see the Spice Girls wrecking my game coming, but here we are." It's like <laughs> who could. Could have seen this coming. Right. Okay. So the Spice Girls put their suspicion on Alyssa, right? Krissa mm. is d- doubting Carol, talks about it with Frank. Frank is like, I-, I see the vision, right? But also throw some shade on Jared. Rachel doesn't know the biggest, the biggest fan of the Spice Girls gets her question wrong. And then you Ling and Nathan flirt. Which, like, I guess is, I mean, I guess me, that makes let sense. Let me say this. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't have the context of the entire, uh, the entire series at large, but I get very uncomfortable when they start flirting. It's like it's, and I don't know if it's just this season that things seem so friendly. It's not. No. Nope. It, I. It's all. It's nope. so forced. Let's see. I think Alyssa is a good flirt. I. I think it's pretty natural to her. I'm not saying that Yuling wouldn't be a great flirt in real life. I'm sure she is absolutely killing it. But when she's flirting with Nathan, it's very clear that they're both doing it in this strategy way and that Nathan is Alex is funny because, like, I think he's married. He at least has a partner. And he seems very uncomfortable with the situation. I actually thought the Spice Girls handled that well when, when... they're sort I can't remember who's attempting to flirt with them, but they're like, just say that we're awkward, but we'll try. Like I thought that was As a Alyssa. Good, I believe it's Alyssa. Yeah, yeah, they were talking to Alyssa and 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 then they did go on to <laughs> why why did I find the flirting most comfortable between Alyssa and the Spice Girls? I don't know, but I did. <laughs> and then no. I d- I don't want to completely derail you, but we do need to circle back really quick to the fact that Paul gets blocked, basically voted off, and then he gets to see, he, as Parker, gets to see one person, and he chooses Mama Carol, who is John, which is just so wild. I mean, Mama Carol was kind of the only person that, that, like, Parker as Paul had really bonded with, but he's also the person who voted her off, so that she chose him was really interesting, and she goes in there, and she actually must be a really nice person, because she's not angry at all, and she just starts to flirt him up and down. I think he was shocked. 
She put. She was putting the moves on. She was it's putting so the vibes out there, and I think he was like trying to keep up, but she was like more than he could like handle. He was he was not prepared. He, I mean, I think he definitely came in was like, okay, she's gonna be upset. Let me, you know, yeah. try and. But she came in. Hey, how's it going? She wow. came in and was like, "You're cute." cute. <laughs> <laughs> he he could not, not have seen that coming. He was not ready for that at all. And to go back to just like flirting on the circle in general. It's always weird because for the most part, it's never authentic. Yeah. Right. It's not like, you know, The Bachelor or Love Island where people talk and, you know, they're just, you know, even if they're trying to, you know, back, it's just, just like, oh, they're looking for love or whatever. This is just I'm just trying to get somebody on my team. It, right. F- like 100 percent is. And, and so, I, I think that's like what makes me so nervous is I can sense that from the outside. So. I guess if everybody, I think that that's why with like Yuling and Nathan, they were both doing that so hard and they were just not that good at flirting that like <laughs> it really made me, I was like, what are we doing here? We all know what we're doing. Yeah. Whereas with, okay, I guess the thing is like with Alyssa, I actually feel like she's flirting. <laughs> like when she was flirting with Brew, I was like, okay, I think she's really hollering at Brew. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to shoot her shot. I respect it. Shoot her shot. Yep. Yeah, because, like, they're going to come out of these weird little apartments eventually, and who knows? Right? And so that was definitely weird. But we get to the end, and we see who has voted to figure out who the Spice Girls are in the circle. And so as we left it, we had two votes for Jared, two votes for Rachel, one vote for Nathan, one vote for Carol. We have two voters left. We got Yu Ling and Rachel. And last we saw, Rachel was the person who was going to go next. Do you think the Spice Girls tricked everybody? Do you think they'll get away with this? Well, they clearly didn't trick everybody because they got two votes from from my people, Frank and Alyssa. I think it was. And I, okay, I'll say this about myself. My allegiances are constantly shifting. So like, (laughs) as soon as I saw Frank and Alyssa vote for, vote for the Spice Girl, vote for Jared as the Spice Girls, I was like, they're smart. I knew they were smart. I knew Alyssa was smart, but like, I probably didn't think that 20 minutes ago. Mm -hmm. Um, But so they they clearly didn't fool everyone. But as far as a majority, I think they're going to get away with it. We've got Yuling and Rachel left. Rachel has been a little suspicious of Jared. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure about that vote. Yuling, I think, when she heard suspicion being thrown on Jared, was, like, shocked. But then she said something really funny. She was like, Jared? It's not Jared. (gasps) Unless it is. Or something like that. So, like, (laughs) maybe, maybe she's gonna... Maybe she's going to come around, but, you know, depends, depends on if she had one of her hot and heavy flirt sessions with him. So I think they're going to get away with it. What do you think? I think they're going to get away with it as well. Like I said before, they played an excellent game. And with two votes to go, I think Rachel, I don't think Yuling will vote for Jared. I do not think so. And I think if she, if she had to vote for somebody, it would be either Nathan or Rachel. Yuling, right? And so now, even if Rachel votes for Jared, that's three. And if Yuling votes for Rachel, that's also three. That's not a majority. They get to walk away with it, right? Unlike Nathan, I am not a strategy guy. I simply cannot keep up with these votes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't think I'm cut out. I don't think I'm cut out for constantly voting on my circle friends. Yeah. But I think they're I think I I think whoever the winner is 
is going to get these extra Mm $50,000. Which brings us, I think, to our final thoughts on these four Circle episodes. Yeah. Which is, who at this point do you think is capable of going all the way? You're the expert, Jomi. Your word is law. If I had to give, like, my top... My top four. Let's let's give it a top four. That's all Mount Rushmore. I love at the ringer. We okay. love a good we love a good Mount Rushmore at the ringer. I'd love to see these faces carved in stone. <laughs> I think my top four at right now would be Frank Brew, Alyssa, just because like she's just there's no suspicion. Nobody is looking yeah. at her to be like police and Carol. Okay. That's the top four. Wow. Carol is going to have... I noticed that in these episodes three and four, we saw a lot less of Carol. She -hmm. was really one of the dominant personalities in the first two. And and I wondered why that was. I think part of it is that John, as Carol, really got his feelings hurt by a few things that happened. He was really upset when Alyssa threw some shade at him. Because he loves Alyssa. Like, he's playing this idea that she's, like, his daughter. You know, they're, like, from the same area. And then when someone suspected that he was the Spice Girls, he, like, really took it hard. When Krissa voted for him, he was so hurt. Krissa doesn't like Mama Carol. I'm not saying she, like, personally doesn't like her, but she has taken every opportunity to be like, I don't trust this lady. Doesn't trust him? Which is interesting. And I think that might put Krissa on my Mount Rushmore. Mm. I don't personally feel like I have a great understanding of her yet, but she seems to be flying under the radar. People are not suspecting her. At some point during the Spice Girls conversation, I thought that she said something like, very, that would have seemed suspicious. And no, but then she signed it something like, the way that they use hashtags on this show is unbelievable because they're useless. But she <laughs> hashtags like with my wife and daughter. And it's like, oh, well, that detracts from suspicion because that's really sweet. It's like always sweet to think about family. And I think she does it. I I don't think she has a lot of strategy bones in her body. I think she's just naturally pretty good at it. But she doesn't take a lot of leadership positions, which I think is at some point going to become important for this. You know who's a good leader? Frank. I mean, I think he's like a lock, right? For making it really far because for as big of a personality as he is, for as much of a threat as he should be, people really like him. And like he seems to be just like flying through easily. Yeah. Um. Who else? Alyssa, I think, like you said, is... Okay, I know that I am just saying this because she voted for the right person as the Spice Girls, but I do think she's smart. She keeps a lot of notes. She's always writing. She has, like, a murder wall up on her (laughs) wall in her apartment. Like, you know they have all that yarn in there. They're always (laughs) knitting. Like, she is about to start a legitimate... Murder wall. <laughs> it's it's that uh, it's that meme from It's Always Sunny yeah, in Philadelphia with Charlie yeah. out the wall. Yeah, she is about to do it, and that could be her downfall. You know, if um if she gets a little too paranoid, but she doesn't seem paranoid yet. And I I think that I think she's smart. I think she's keeping notice, and I'm interested in Rachel. I I'm just interested to see her play out. She's a good chatter. Like yeah. I I think that in her written word, she's she's interesting. 
Of course, Jomi, like, I, you're the expert. I'm not. I, I almost literally don't know how you win this show. And so we'll just, we're going to have to see. But those are those are who I'm rooting for on the, on the way into our future episodes. It is interesting how, like, at the beginning, it's like, who do you think is cool? Who do you like? Da-da-da. Then as soon as the walls start closing in and people mm-hmm. start getting eliminated, it's like, all right, now I got to start thinking about me and this, this, this money, you feel me? Right, this so, money. So you could take somebody who's like your homie and be like, I got to rank you two because if I rank you number one, you might be above me inside of that. And I've seen some people rank their homie last, like just another person was like, I'm, you know, strategic. Right. And so it's interesting because we like mentioned earlier, this has been really, really fun, really uplifting first four episodes. There's no real Mm -hmm. like bad blood between anybody, just great vibes all around. So in these next, the next four episodes and so forth in the future, you got to look around and be like, when does it turn? When do people start getting, all right, now I, I got beef with so-and-so. Yeah. I got My suspicion so-and-so. is that this Spice Girls bomb is turning that corner because people are starting to say a lot of things like, you don't know who you can trust anymore. And it's like, well, you couldn't trust anyone in the first place. You are literally <laughs> on a show where you know you're getting catfished. But like finding out that some of the most famous people in the world are catfishing you, I guess, is a new level. And so like maybe maybe we just have a bunch of sweeties on this season and they needed this kind of jolt. I like the idea that like the producers saw this cast together. They were like, there's not enough drama. Let's get on the Spice Girls horn and bring these gals in. <laughs> like it wasn't the original plan. Whoever that producer is needs a Nobel Peace Prize. Like that That's was right. just... That's right. <laughs> just incredible work. Give him a Peabody. Give him a Pulitzer. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is. EGOT, baby. Oh, man. Alert! Circle alert! What's that sound? Time to submit your rankings. Jomi, hit me with your eight. My eight, it's gotta be Alex, Nathan. I'm not really seeing the vibes. I'm not really there. I gotta be honest. I know it's early. I know we just got there in episode three, but so far, not so good. Right. The impression hasn't come. Nathan is also my number eight. Sorry, buddy. Too fratty. Who is your number seven? Number seven, Rachel. I gotta say, it's like almost the same thing. She's she is cooler than him, but I'm not seeing it yet. It's only been two episodes. I need more from Rachel. What about you? What's your seven? Tough to be a newbie, I guess. My number seven is Brew. Seems like a great guy. I'm just, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll give him a follow on TikTok. Who's your number six? (laughs) My number six is Brew. I understand. I understand where you're coming from. You know he's he, he's he's trying, but through four episodes, you, you're you you're, he's leaving a bit like on the table. You feel like so right. early on, yeah. He's got to be number six. What about you? What's your six? Okay, and my number six is Rachel, and that folks is what we just call a classic switcheroo in the circle for mine and Jomi's <laughs> rankings. Who is your number five? My number five, right in the middle, Yuling. I think she's heading the big background a little bit. Think she needs more time to shine. She's doing it. She's doing a pretty good job, but we need we need to see more from her. What about you? What's your five? Okay, my number five is Alyssa. Good, okay. good vibes. Just kind of quiet, kind of yeah. quiet out there. Mm-hmm. Who's your number four? My number four is Alyssa. We we we, we see the vision. You see the vision. Um, like you said, just a little quiet. But I think she's playing not. It's not a bad game so far. She got mm-hmm. the. She knew who the Spice Girls were. She voted. She voted for them. 
And, you know, she's got the little, she's got the board. She knows what she's doing in this game. I'm interested to see what the future holds for her. What's your number four? My number four, I'd give a similar description. It's a chill game. I'm going Krissa at the number four spot. Who is your number three? We're getting in the top three. Krissa's my number three. (laughs) Back and forth. Back and forth we go. It's like a game of tennis. It's almost like we talked about these people for an hour and have pretty similar views. (laughs) (laughs) She's, She's wearing a very strategic game, which may bite her in the end, but so far, so good from her. Who's your bronze medalist? My bronze medalist is Mama Carol. I feel that her stock has dropped a smidge over the last couple of episodes, and I don't, I can't give her that number two spot again, but I can give her that number three. Who are you giving your silver number two? John and Carol. I think. Wow, wow, wow. E- listen, even though it's slide a little bit, they're still at the top because people still rock with them. And right. so even though like Chris and this is what we'll see in the next next batch of episodes, Chris might be on the top of the wave of being like, hey, man, maybe Carol's not all these says he is. But as of right now, so Ooh. far, so good. Okay. My number two is Yuling. I think her stock has risen. I think that she finally showed that personality that everyone was missing for a while. She said she had to change her undergarments, and that is a classic silver medalist to (laughs) me. And I believe that that leaves us with a number one that we can maybe say in unison, Frank. Frank! It's Frank. Yeah. Just clear, just clear head and shoulders above everybody. A, a winner, a winner if I've ever seen one. Oh man. I'll be interested to see if do they come for him? Do they see yeah, what we true. see? Do the right birds now start, I'm saying number one. Going? Who knows in a little while? Right. All right. This was so much fun. We get to do this at minimum three more times. At minimum. Fabulous. I am so excited. Jody, thank you for joining me. We'll be back on the Ringer Reality TV podcast next Sunday, breaking down the next four episodes of The Circle on Netflix and Spill. We'll also have the rest of the Spice Girls votes to look forward to, as well as two new cast members, including one that you might recognize if you watched season two, Trevor. If you know, you know. You can also- I do not know, <laughs> but I'm excited. <laughs> you can also check out our Survivor podcast, The Pod Has Spoken, and our Challenge podcast, Death, Taxes, and Bananas, with, you'll never guess who, Johnny Bananas. You can find me on the Ringiverse, the Ringer's Nexus podcast for all things fandom, each week, and read everything Jody Walker writes on theringer.com. What a great website. Thank you, as always, to our producers, Sasha Mack and Chelsea Stark-Jones. We will see you next week. Circle and chat. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.